I wouldn't want to hang out with those kind of guys. They seem like they fucking bore me and shit like that. Like, oh, what do you think you're going to do? They'll give you the finest blow. <laughs> I don't, who knows? Maybe not. Maybe they only like snort the, the weakest blow so they, could, so they could do it a lot. They're like getting baby blood transfusions and shit. <laughs> Oh man, welcome to the Beat Exchange. We at this uh your boy Charlie Chingus is right over there, Lord of the uh, Kai. Actually he's just gonna be the, the abbot of Ableton. How about that? Because he, he no longer touches the Akai. Um and I am uh Pavo, um, you know, rhymes galore. There you go. And um I'm feeling a rap. <laughs> You've been calling me that fucking so uh that boy Sankofa calls me the Tom Petty of rap. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so uh, all in all, I just sound like a, a older white man rapping. That's 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 what it's white no, I mean I don't see it. Why Tom Petty? I don't know. Yeah, I mean Tom Tom Petty's dope. Oh I know, yeah. No, i believe me, it's 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 cool. Um but no, anyways, um and we're here over here, the Beat Exchange. Um, pretty much, we're gonna talk over some shit. Uh, we're gonna talk over some topics. I don't really have any topics, but I, I think I have like one or two sat back in my memory right now that I said I was like, oh, let me bring that up. And then we'll get into the Beat Exchange, which is the sample challenge. We call it the Beat Exchange that is trademarked by us. Um, and then we'll get into that. I think did this Sliceberg do two? No, he did one. He did one. Okay, because I've seen two uploads on the Dropbox. Wait, hold on. Hmm. You let me know. Yeah, I think one of them was mine. Okay. Yeah, one of them was mine. Okay. Well, we'll we'll take a look at that when that time comes. Uh, you know, this is the we we usually do this. If if you're interested in listening to our music, head over to the band camps. And then you'll be able to check out the Beat Exchange podcast compilations, volume one through five, available right now. And then there, while you're there, you could also check out Charlie Chingus's music, um, which is available. Uh, he has a new album out. Well, what's the album called? Planet Vilkas. Yeah, Planet Vilkas. Um, has nothing to do with uh, Stranger Things, which I thought it was at first. Why? I don't know because didn't didn't they go to Vilka Velcom? Wasn't oh. one of the characters called Velka? Huh? I didn't even I, notice. I don't know. No, you, am I wrong? No. <laughs> no. I, yeah, I don't remember. I might be wrong. I don't know. Um, we're, did I tell you we're like starting over the Walking Dead? The whole thing. The whole thing, man. Wow. I haven't even watched the new shows, but I'm hearing good things about it. But I think Buzzfoot saying that shit was cracking. Yeah, I I was I got stuck on the uh, Fear the Walking Dead, and I haven't been able to finish it. 
<sighs> it's uh that show was rough, man. It had its good seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Like the first couple of seasons were uh, were interesting. Yeah, some corny oh, acting and you know some some people were repetitively annoying, but uh wish that- Maori guy. Huh? The Maori dude, what's his name? Uh, that actor? Remember oh, the- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was dope. Yeah. For the yeah, for like the three seasons he was there. Yeah, I was like, damn, they didn't even. No, he was only in one, wasn't he? Was he? Did they kill him that first season? Maybe, yeah, maybe two. Um, either way, either way, either way. So, so I don't know, you know, because I, I, and Hugo's not here to talk about this. He was supposed to be on, but we'll talk about it with him not being here, uh, because if not, it's going to be a stale ass subject, um, which it kind of probably already is, but. You know, uh, Hugo was going down the train. Hugo was hitting me up. You know, it was like, hey, man, I'm listening to, to Ice Cube, going to do the discography. I'm like, okay, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, out of what was crazy to me when I hear something like this coming from him is that this motherfucker would know every fucking album and know the inside of outs of rappers like Chino XL. But pioneers like Ice Cube, it's totally blind spots for him. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. fucking crazy. It's absolutely crazy to me. But you know, like Nas is a huge blind spot for me too. You know, I don't, I don't. You know, Illmatic, absolutely. I listen to it. I listen to it a lot. I have it on cassette. I love that album. After yeah. that. I could do everything. I could do without everything else after that. And people try to tell me, "Oh, listen to this album. Listen to this album." And for the most part, now I've listened to a majority of his music, and it's probably hasn't been. Probably when he first did that EP with Kanye, was when I was like, "Oh, he's actually sounding like he wants to rap." Yeah, the King's Disease was good. Yeah, all, all, yeah, the King's Diseases and uh, what one, two, three, or just one and two? I can't remember. I, I think I want, I want to say one and two. Yeah, you know, it had it. So you're going exactly where, I, where, where I'm trying to take the Nas scenario. But Ice Cube. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get there eventually. But the, the Nas. I like the King's Disease at first, so I really enjoyed, you know, him on contemporary sound and music. And then he did these two magic EPs, right? Like, but with the same producer. And now it just sounds kind of stale. Hmm. Because I'm like, I, I, you know, like, why are you rapping on these, you know, these drill trap beats still? Like, this is like... That shit's passe. That shit's been passe for like three years now. Mm-hmm. Like, like rapping on those type of beats, people who rap on those type of beats still, uh, like I'll automatically disregard you. <laughs> like any, any t- if your hi-hat is rolling, I ain't fucking with you. <laughs> well, I don't like my hi-hats to have that much movement unless you're really fucking with some 808 shit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But all this other, all this other blah, blah. And you're like, that's just, that's just kitty rap, man. Like that shit ain't, that shit's whack. Yeah, like, like Nas, I need Nas to fucking be 
tapping on the shoulders of, of, of everybody he could fucking tap on. Uh-huh. And you still choosing to, oh, uh, hit boy, hit boy. I guess they're trying to do this whole, you know, gangstar type of thing. Like, they're the new gangstar. Okay. And it's cool, you know. But gangstar, like, DJ Premier's beats were always dope. Uh-huh. I don't feel hit boy's beats are always at, at that. At all. Not even close. No. I, that, but those albums were good, though. I Which mean, one? I... The the King's Disease ones. That's the one yeah, that hit. Were, yeah. The, the, he did. He's been doing all of them. Like every song that he's every album that he's done for the past five years, four or five years, four, five. I don't know. Every I say five years. Every album has been produced by the same guy, which is cool for consistency. Mm. But I think, no. you know, you know, I I dug it. I dug those those last. I was like, wow, this is. He, have you heard the newest one? No, no, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, listen to the newest one. And then, you know, like, to me, I think Nas is at his dopest point right now. I think like I he, did. He's super, he, like, he's super on point. He sounds energetic. He's actually telling some cool stories. He, um, like, I like the way Nas sounds right now since doing this whole thing. Like, he really sounds healthy. But I just think uh, I just think he needs to move on from this hit, hit boy scenario. New one is magic, right? Yeah, magic, magic uh, two should be out. It came out like last week. Or... Oh no, I haven't listened to it. Yeah. So they, okay, then yeah, I think I heard King's Disease three. Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, yeah, because King Disease three had a good second half, if I remember correct. I gotta go back. Maybe I'm just confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think King's Disease 1 was like all trap beats. And then King's Disease 2, he started getting a little bit more jazzier tempo. And then Part 3, I think he started off contemporary and then he got into some, he got into some like blended kind of boom bap type of sound, if you will. You know, I, I think I remember you. I think I remember us talking about that before. I remember only Illmatic, mm-hmm. right? And then I remember the single Nostradamus. Yeah, which, your favorite. No, it, was, it wasn't bad. I like that beat. That beat was pretty sick. And then and, uh, Uchi Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh, and then I didn't like anything. And I remember when he did the Hip Hop is Dead, I did like that way they sampled the... Uh, uh purple uh-huh. and then when oh, he yeah, bat- that was a cool song huh but i didn't like the little kids in that other song i know i am that one like dude I, I, the only time i like kids on music like that is pink floyd pink floyd yeah that's about it as we do man because they sound like little assholes that's why howl and howl and I'm like, ugh, them kids is fucking, ugh. With British accents and shit. Yeah, it's just hilarious. But I don't want nobody doing no positive choir shit. Get the fuck out of here with this. I can't, but, um, yeah, but, then I, I didn't pay attention to Nas at all until King's Disease. Okay. And, and, and to be honest, oh, shit. And to be honest with you, that was the best he was sounding, King's Disease. Kanye one was 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 pretty decent too. Okay, yeah. I just think it was too short. Yeah, like seven songs. I was yeah. like, 
and the songs are like like I think the project was like 20 minutes long. Right. Um but uh so back to Ice Cube. So you know, Hugo's telling me that he's listening to Ice Cube and you know, he's finding some positives. You know, he's he's really it sounds like he's hitting me up randomly and telling me he really, really likes, you know, Cube and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, that's cool, man. I'm glad, you know, it only took thirty years for you to realize. Yeah, well, you know what well prior to that, the the reason the reason for that discussion and also prior for I mean, Hugo being, you know, okay, let me go listen to Ice Cube was that whole argument between Tony Touch and DJ FM talking about Biggie versus Ice Cube, who was better. Yeah. You know, and DJ FM, uh, FM, he was saying that Ice Cube was way better in storytelling. And that was the argument. And and Tony Tony Touch was like, you bugging, right? And... uh, you know, and I was like, oh, shit, you know what? That is a good question, but you go listen to Ice Cube. You go listen to Death Certificate to, to me. Yeah. Well, I, I had to go listen to it again, right? I was like, because I remember, I forget how much gangsta, I used to love gangster rap. Yeah. Right? Uh, during the 90s, right? But then there was a certain point in my life where I stopped listening to it, and I went through my whole underground hip-hop stage and was doing graffiti and shit, and then didn't want to... Uh, listen to gangster rap because i thought it was just glorifying well it it did, it. it did get cartoony yeah it did right you not know cartoony what? you're not wrong in that you know it, it it had dude it's funny so like i went back and i listened to uh murder was the case the the soundtrack i've oh. never listened to that album but that was the one with snoop dogg had that really long video right you know what i'm saying but if you listen to that fucking album that album was fucking dope because it had it had um it had something it had musicality where as gangster rap went it had hard beats and these pretend hard ass rhymes right right it did it, it took itself too serious where i think nwa ice cube you know these kind of people knew how to still have fun when making music. Right. And I think like if, if I was going to tell somebody like, like one of my kids would be like, if you had to pick a gangster album, you know, like a gangster rap album to represent gangster rap, it would have to be death certificate and the chronic. Okay. I would pick doggy style over the chronic. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's a good one too. Those are those, uh, to me, death certificate, yes, doggy style, yes. I love but death certificate, the sound. Oh. He left that he was leaving, you know. I mean, he started, uh, I guess the beats were made by someone else, DJ Pooh, maybe. And he I, wasn't doing I, it with, yeah, you know, something like that. And they got more West Coast. Mm-hmm. And that, that summer vacation song, when it comes to storytelling, dude. How to survive in South Central? Yeah, yeah dude. Dude, I was like, oh, I forgot, and I and it was funny because all these songs were just coming back and give it, it was so nostalgic, and I was remembering all the verses and shit. Yeah. And then that one song where he uh, tells a story when he's gonna go pick up the chick and she's talking to the dad. Yeah, the nappy dugout. It was a nappy dugout. Yeah. 
<laughs> or, daddy, or daddy's little angel, one of the two. Yeah. The daughter is a slut. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so so like I understand, you know, that it's kind of easy for people to say, you know, to I I don't I don't even like the comparison of Ice Cube and Biggie. I don't think they're I don't I don't think it's the same at all. Mm-hmm. I I I I I think the 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 comparison between Biggie and Pac makes sense because they came up at the same time and they left the world at the same time. It's true. You know, like Ice Cube is is above both of those guys. Yeah, I would say so. Right, because th- how much of a pioneer he was. Yeah. Right, like how much of an influence of sound. How much he, dude, he he had Kill at Will, America's Most Wanted, Death Certificate, and Lethal Injection. Yeah. Even the Predator. The Predator. The Predator album. Right. I mean, what better story than Today Was a Good Day? Dude, that's five fucking dope albums. True. I stopped paying attention to him when, uh. The Yeah, Yeah, I know. Yeah, when we be clubbing. Yeah, I know. I I kind of I lightweight did too. I and and I and I like West Coast. I like the West Coast connection at first, you know, with the bow down, but it did get kind of corny. Yeah, it was that era when I kind of started. But you know, I did like those the, that trio. You know, Ice Cube, Dub yeah. C, and Mac Ten. Yeah. It was great. That was great. Mac Ten was tight. Dub C yeah. was. Max C was sick. Uh, Dub C was sick as well. Um, there's an interview out right now on YouTube. I think uh, that Dub C did with Ice Cube. That's out. I just see. What happened to Mac Ten? So Mac Ten and Ice Cube had a big fallout. They don't talk at all. The blood. Uh, I think it had to do with fucking money. Mm. I think it had to do with money, man, or some sort of like. Some some sort of shit like that. Oh, but what I wanted to say was that I think, I think if you were gonna put a parallel with Ice Cube and another gangster rapper of that same era, that was a part of a pioneering group and had a dope ass solo career, Scarface. Mm, yeah, I think they would go blow for blow. I would have. I would. I was still. Out. Yes, you're right. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I'm still. I, I'm still gonna lean towards Ice Cube. I'm actually been going through Scarface's discography. Um, I really dug that the song he did with Tupac. Dude, that's f- okay. So the guy that's behind a lot of that music, his name is Mike Dean, and I didn't realize that he went back all the way to back then. Fucking with Scarface. He did all the keyboards and all the synthesizers and bass lines for Smile. Mm. And now he does, he works with Kanye now. Oh, really? Yeah, dude, he's still relevant. He's like still out here mixing and mastering all the popular hip hop songs. Wow. He's still pretty, like, there's a lot of interviews with him on it. Now, you know, can you get too much information from him? I don't really know because he's like, super high all the time but um yeah the 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 guy was like when I, it's funny because i was just listening to the third so 
Scarface's albums, uh, his very first debut album solo was dope, but it was hella hectic. And then he went to the second album called uh, The World Is Mine or The World Is Yours or some shit like that. I didn't really feel it at all. That, uh, that album was kind of like, it felt sloppy put together. And then he came with his third album. Uh, oh shit, what the fuck was the third album called? But that third album, he started finding his voice. Uh-huh, so he see. started finally, he had that third album that was, that had, um, uh, I think he, I think he had, never, yeah, the diary. Right. I think that, that album had never seen a man cry, right? Yeah. Okay. So that album right there, he started developing his style. Because he he had a couple he had it a couple of times before, but I think he really went in on the diary and he 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 had like this style of uh, something something be do be do be do, right? be do be do be do. It's just like a real like a uh, street preacher. Yeah. yeah, and the beats were just very slumpy as well, real funky. Now. Yeah. It could have been because Devin the Dude might have been around at that time, too, around him. But um, for sure, whatever it was, there was some special sauce going around between that album and then he followed it up with the Untouchable album, I believe. Those two albums are actually really good. Hmm. So, so you know, I'm not going to say that he could, that, that Scarface could go blow for blow, but dude, smile alone is uh, almost a bigger a bigger song than anything that Ice Cube's probably ever done, except for you know we be clubbing. <laughs> Not today was a good day. Uh, okay, smiling today was a good day. Which was the one? Where, what's that on? What? That smile song. I think it's on the diary. You know. I don't think so. Huh? Then it might be on the second one, though. The, the one with the white cover and he's wearing some... When that song came out, Tupac was dead because the the video had kind of like a Tupac impersonator. Oh, you're right. Then it must be on the Untouchable album. I just finished listening to that then. Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's on Untouchable. It's on Untouchable, right? That That album is tight. The Untouchable album. That that album is real funky. I'm gonna have to listen to it. Yeah. I have this playlist of the the gangster shit that was dope. Yeah, MC8. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that whole first MC8 album is fucking phenomenal. I didn't know that dude from Compton's Most Wanted. One of them was a really dope MC. You know. Like respected in um, like in ciphers and shit. Really? Yeah. I, where was I hearing that from? Damn. I know I always trip out when they had a. I was it Compton's Most Wanted or was it Black Mafia Life? Hmm. One of them had a Havoc and Prodigy as well. Hmm, okay. Right. You had a West Coast Havoc and Prodigy, then you had Mob Deep Havoc and Prodigy. Yeah, 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 I always thought that shit was weird. 
Oh yeah, the yeah, because the guys from the West Coast had the braids and shit, yeah. the old dog braids, right? Yeah, I was like, it was so weird. I remember them. What were they? Um, was it Compton's Most Wanted or was a uh, was it uh, Above the Law? Uh, it might have been Above the Law. It might have been Above the Law, dude. No, it wasn't Above the Law. It oh. was no. Um, damn. Well, I don't know, man, but but it definitely CMG's criminal minded, CM Dub. It had some. It had an acronym for sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> which group didn't at that time, dude? Search. <laughs> dude, which fucking group? The most wanted was with MC8. Yeah, and the other guys, I don't remember their names. Us, was it? Damn, I don't remember. I don't remember. I didn't know that. I, I thought it was always just MC8. No. Would you, you hear the uh, Dub C and the Mad Circles first album? I remember I, I was listening to that first album and then I was like, look, waiting for Coolio to pop up. Like, you didn't hear him at all. Yeah. <laughs> he's supposed to be on there? Dude, he's, he's, in, he's part of the Mad Circle. No way. Yeah, he was part of the Mad Circle. What I what I learned though, what I learned though was what a lot of these uh groups like the Ghetto Boys. Okay, I'll use them for an example. Like the Ghetto Boys weren't buddies. Uh huh. They were put together. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like leaders of the new school, the same way. Right. They were put together. So that's why they don't last long. It makes sense because I mean, when you think of the Mad Circle. And you think of Coolio in it. Yeah. Like Coolio seems like he's not that not like a violent dude. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean right? I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know what, what persona these guys were going and why. You know, like I was listening to an interview with uh Chip Fu from the Foo Schnickens. Okay. And it one of the one of the most interesting groups, right? Because they they go from you know, rapping, uh, and then making one of my favorite songs, uh, True Fushnik. Um, that's one of my favorite songs, I think, from that era was a true, uh, true Fushnik. Um, and then they ended up doing What's Up Doc with fucking Shaquille. Yeah, yeah. Can't rap. Yeah, that shit was tight. <laughs> you know, if you go back now, it's corny as fuck, but. Dude, when I first heard that song and I seen Shaquille like rapping, and I'm like, "Hey, this ain't bad." Shaquille is dope, dude. You know, I saw a video of him. He just goes to Home Depot. <laughs> he goes up to strangers, dude. He went up to this Latin lady and this in in uh in uh this late young lady with her mom, and he was like, he was like, "Hey, how you doing?" And then and then uh, the girl was like, "Oh my God, it's Shaq." And he goes, what are you guys buying? And then he was like, oh, we're just here looking for, he was just having a conversation with them. Like we're here trying to get a, um, a washer and dryer. And he goes, okay, go pick it up. I'll buy it for you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, and she translates to the mom and the mom starts freaking out. She's like, just like excited and shit. And I was like, that's dope. That's dope. Just go over there and just like, Hey, yeah, I'm gonna buy your groceries. Yeah. I'm gonna, oh, you want that? Yeah. Take it with you. Come on, I'll hook you up. Wonder if he gets it as a tax write-off. Like, what's in it for him other than? Hey, why not? Right? 
I mean, it's true. You could only have so much money. It's like, oh, you know what? Instead of giving it to the fucking government, might as well just give it to the commoners. And, and, and that's true too, because the the more the, you know at their tax bracket, yeah, the the, the they're just gonna take from it if you're not donating it. Right. Exactly. And yeah. they just fucking yeah. If you're not putting it, if you're not buying property, buying if you're not wasting it. Oh, missiles for Ukraine. Yeah. Now let me let me buy a washer and dryer for Conchita and his, her fat daughter. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that. Yeah, the but, uh, biological, uh, what is it called? Like the, my biological father. Oh, my biological didn't bother. Yeah, no, he has some dope-ass songs. No, yeah, I think that, he's probably one of the better athlete rappers that probably ever existed. You know, there's not many of them. Uh, Deion Sanders had like one or two songs. Uh, Roy jo- Jones Jr. had. Oh yeah, Roy Jones Jr. had a track, yeah, for sure. That, uh, yeah, we did. There was another. The basketball players love the rap, right? Yeah, they love the rap. You know, I don't think is that I don't know if there's baseball player that raps. I mean, so so. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that boy. Pitmo Bismo. Yeah. Uh, but but anyway, so so yeah, those those like those guys, the Fushnikins were put together. Oh, okay. Like they were like, like they they weren't. I mean, one or two. I think one of them were friends, and then they brought in the other guy. Hmm. Just because they needed that, you know. And and so like I noticed that when when is that type of when is that type of group? They're more than likely to just break up sooner because their intentions were always to be solo, anyways. Right. You know what I mean. And so you have these groups like the Ghetto Boys, and you and N.W.A., and they're they're put together and formed because each one of those members had a role at that time, but there was there were always behind the star, right? Like. Ice Cube, maybe a little MC Ren, right? And then Dr. Dre's The Beats. Everybody else that was in NWA was like, you know, whatever, man. You know, they say Easy Easy E financed it. Could be. Could oh, yeah. very well be. But I think Easy E was dope in his own right. He was, for sure. He had a great voice. He had a you fantastic know? voice. Like Bushwick Bill. He had a great voice too. Yeah, he had that super laid back flow. Yeah, and he was a midget, of course. Yeah, little person. Dude, that that album cover alone. Uh huh. I remember when I first seen that album cover at the warehouse? I went to the warehouse <laughs> to buy that album specifically. I remember being so confused because I walked in there and I'm like, "Is this the album?" Uh-huh. I mean, I'm in there by myself, you know, just, I think my sister, I, I, we were in Coma. We are in the city of Coma. And they had the warehouse up there um, in this, like, shopping mall. And I think my sister might have been over at the Nordstrom's Rack. And I walked my chubby ass over to the warehouse. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm going through the rap section. You know, it wasn't that big at the time. 
Right. And I'm looking for the Ghetto Boys. I'm there to buy that album specifically, the cassette tape of that one. And I remember seeing another black cassette tape. It was a black album cover with four different faces on it. That's what I'm looking at right now. I was about to say that. There's like the first album, you have four of them. Yeah. And it's it's Scarface and not Willie D. Right. And maybe Bushwick Bill was there. Let me see. Was it Scarface, Bushwick Bill, and like two unknowns? Yeah. And they're like more, they got that whole Run DMC look. Yeah. So, so that when I seen that album cover, I'm like, wait a minute, this ain't the three that I'm I seen in the video. But of course, so, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I couldn't research this in 1991. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't. You couldn't. Yeah. But even- even the album before the one that you're talking about where the one where they're in the hospital, the one before that, it's like it's, it's like a, the four blocks, right? Yeah, and then one light skin dude. Whatever happened to that cat. So from what I heard is that the Ghetto Boys originally was a New York based group. Hmm. And they were putting money into this, and then they had Scarface in the back burner rapping or writing the lyrics, one of the two. And then finally they brought those guys to New York. They brought them back to New York where, you know, Jay Prince and them decided on having Scarface and uh, the background dancer Bushwick Bill (laughs) start making the shit. I don't remember when Willie D got included. Yeah, he's in that. Let me see. Let me look again. Is he in that four? Him. It looks like he came in on in the, the hospital one. No, he's on the one before in the four one. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't remember when Willie D came in or what his story was. I don't remember it off top. I've seen a couple of different documentaries and, and about the ghetto boys. But um what I do know is that you know, like recently, you remember we spoke about how they were having that beef a little bit on this podcast. Yeah. Remember when only Scarface got called uh-huh. to oh. uh, the Grammy performance or whatever. And then Willie D was kind of sour about it. Yeah. You know, and I kind of have, I kind of have some feelings about that, you know, like I do feel that Scarface should have, brought up Willie D not to rap right not to rap but at least had him on stage right yeah so what happened it was a performance yeah so it was the performance like the 50th anniversary of hip-hop okay I remember they had everybody up there and and they 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 were just running through songs I mean you couldn't they had to squeeze everybody in there first mm-hmm. and foremost so I understand why they chose uh, Scarface, mm. to, you know, AKA Brad Smith to lead, to represent Texas. I understand that. He's mm. the pioneer of that. So I give him that. Many people don't, they don't know Willie D. Mm, okay. You know, like if you think about the verses from their most favorite songs, what are you gonna remember? You you'll you you know you'll remember uh, the opening line 
from from what Scarface said, right? And then you'll remember this year Halloween fell on a weekend. Yeah. And and don't get me wrong, people do remember. Everybody knows me. It's like I'm a movie star. Don't don't. I, no, yes, I, I know that. I know I know Willie D's lines. Yeah. You know I know Willie D's bald headed hoe song. I know that. <laughs> And most hip hop hits do too, but America ain't gonna know that, right? So I can't get too mad at that. But I would have, I would have, I would have at least had Willie D on the background. Did they call? Did they call the Ghetto Boys? They just said the Ghetto oh, Boys. They said Scarface. Oh, then I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, but he did mind playing tricks on me. Oh, he performed that song half of it i think maybe just like eight bars of his verse i don't remember that you can't get mad at it you can i mean you can and you can't right and and then when they were talking about it on the podcast i remember him them saying about that and just saying things like uh, uh scarface saying i don't come after you when you perform that song without me when you're on tour on your own mm. and willie d's like oh yeah huh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was probably because when he's on tour, you know, it's not in front of like the awards show. There's Absolutely. more honestly. That's why he's like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, it's some chitlin circuit that he's over there performing. All right, a show and shit. Yeah, <laughs> some bullshit. It's always crazy too when you think about Master Ace. Uh huh. How the Latins. Oh, yeah. Well, fucking. Him some Latin Master Ace. They had those two songs, though. Those two songs? Yeah. Three. Which one? Was it three? Was the INC Ride. Okay, maybe. The INC, the INC Ride, right? Um, then you had uh, Jeep Ass. You know, Brainiac, Dumb Dumb, Buster Sign. Then you had that one. You know, he had a lot. They he had a couple, but I remember those three were the ones that I seen the most videos sitting on Chrome. Sitting on Chrome, yeah. And I didn't know that dude was an East Coast dude. Neither did I. Because when you go listen to Slaughterhouse, yeah, mocking gangster rappers. So I didn't listen to. I think everybody I knew had the Slaughterhouse album. Right. And Murder. yeah, Kid, still say that. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, uh, that's the album that I remember the most because everybody, but yeah, I thought he was a West Coast dude too. I think he did that on purpose. Yeah. I mean, he made those, those are some West Coast anthems. Dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then he said, know, when he has that verse on there, when he says, you know, uh, Puerto Rican Rico Suave, yeah. right? And then and then when you sat back and thought about it, you're like, wait a minute, there's no Puerto Ricans in the East. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, Puerto Ricans? Yeah, like, no, oh. and now it makes sense when I when I heard that he was from the East Coast, I was like, oh, that's the whole Puerto Rican line. Because I'm like, what neighborhood is he in 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 Los Angeles that there's a Puerto Rican dude? And I was like, I think he means Mexican, but no, yeah, you're right, Puerto Rican. Well, shit! Up until up until Cypress Hill, I didn't know that was that many Cubans in LA. I had no idea. Uh, that's true. That's but, true. but like three out of four of them were fucking Cubans. 
Yeah, they they take the identity of Latins. Like if we were if we were in Miami, we would sound we'd be more Cuban. Could be. Could very well be. I don't know. I don't know how that would I don't know how that works. Yeah, but definitely um it's it's one of those things, especially with like Master Ace, you know, I didn't even I didn't even know when I was that age, I didn't even know he had that much history before. Right. Songs. Right. Right. And, and to me, like he he disappeared off the planet after those songs. Uh-huh. I don't I remember I remember I didn't hear shit about him until um oh five oh six. Uh-huh. Okay, so after that Slaughterhouse album, I didn't hear nothing about him on my radar up until about 05, 06, or might have been 08, when Yoon was telling me about the Disposable Arts album. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, man, you got to listen to that Disposable Arts. Master Ace came dope on it. I'm like, Master Ace? He goes, yeah, man, he's hella rapping. And so then that's when I started using the internet to do a little bit of history on them. Hmm. Yeah. Cause I don't, yeah, I was like, I lost track of them too until Tion started doing some stuff with them. Oh shit. And, uh, and then I was like, Oh shit. And I think then I heard about that album. Yeah. Now he's a super pioneer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now he's getting his props. I, I feel he's getting his props. Yeah. And he, and for sure, like you hear about the stories of when he was part of the Juice Crew and, you know, how much shit he had to put up with to get a, to get a verse. Hmm. You know, he put in a lot of work, you know. He, he, he did a lot. He did something. He did that song, Me and the Biz. He it's, did? He just, it's just me and the biz. And he's like doing both voices. No shit. Yeah, dude. Like, it, it, it's it's a trip. Like, Master Ace is definitely a talented dude. Good tone voice. Always Absolutely. Memorable. Yeah. Okay. He had, he had a mem. he had, he had clarity. He had true clarity when you heard him talk. Like, there was never a, what, what did he say? Not when when Master Ace was rapping, you heard nothing but clarity out of him. Uh, yeah, you know, I wonder if that master. Yeah, you know, it makes more. You see, like it's making more sense that he was from the East Coast, just <laughs> along with that that name, Master Ace. Yeah, it's either some kung fu shit, you know, that goes back to the movies over there, or, you know, or Grandmaster Flash. All that stuff comes from those Shaw Brothers shit, you know. Yeah, you're right. Well, is ice. I don't know what the fuck. Were they thirsty? You know, was yeah, you know we were a lot of ice. Why were we so icy out here? And then from LA, it's like hot as fuck, dude. Maybe that's what it is. We need some ice. Yeah. You know? White ice. Maybe, maybe should... iceberg slim. Was that maybe? Oh, it could be ice tea, iceberg slim. You're right. Yeah, right? Maybe that. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That is it. Oh ice. shit. You're right. <laughs> Hey, you're right. Ice everything, right? Fucking vanilla. Ice, ice pavo. Ice pavo, pavo yeah. Pavo ice, I don't know. <laughs> Yellow. 
Oh man, I don't know, dude. Dude, like this week has been hotter than hot. I've been on vacation, luckily. Oh, you so lucky. How long you been out for? Two weeks? Oh, just a week. I, I can't. I went back to work this this Monday, which is crazy, dude. It's it's this is the this last week before I left on vacation, a carrier got robbed on my on one of the routes. I'm, I'm from my station. Uh, and on Monday, oh, but was it your station again. or was it in Oakland? All my station. And then this week on Monday, when I went back to work, another carrier got robbed. Dang. And uh, the one guy that got robbed last Saturday hasn't been back. Because apparently you can use like 45 days or something like that because you're scared or whatever the fuck. Okay. Oh, boy, who got robbed on Monday. He was like, I got to come back to work. So he was here on Wednesday. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, shit, man. I'm glad to see you dude you you okay and he was yeah man you know it, it caught me by surprise when they, they mugged me huh they get oh okay so what they're doing is coming up to carriers and just robbing us for our keys that's it because we have these keys oh they want the mailbox keys yeah it's a, it's a master key so yeah. there's two keys that 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 we have it's called a mall key and uh arrow key uh-huh. Your every carrier has to carry an arrow key yeah. because we all always come across mailboxes. Yeah. I mean, apartment mailboxes. Yeah. So it's a master key. So these fools are coming up to you and just robbing you for that key. Uh, the uh, the the dude that got robbed last Saturday, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know how they robbed them because they really they weren't really saying much. That's the thing. Everyone's like, Hush. yeah, you got robbed, you know, but how? What, what do they do? This dude, since he came back, I was asking him questions. I was like, yo, man, so what happened? And he was like, dude, when it happened, um, I was cut off guard. Because they just don't come up to you yeah. talking about shit. This kid kind of comes up to me waving a letter. And you know what? If, if you're a mail carrier and someone comes up and is holding a letter, you think it's outgoing mail. Yeah. So you're like, oh, yeah, because that's our bread and butter, right? We have to pick that shit up, right? Because once it's processed, it's charged. Yeah. Right. Um, and so uh the kid comes up to him and waves the, the letter at him and, and then he was like, Oh yeah, he, he reached for it and the kid pulled out a can of mace. Oh shit. Mace, and then told him to give up the keys. I was like, wait a minute, in my head, right? I was like, I, I had to cut the conversation right there. I was like, oh, well, I'm I'm glad you're back. And I walked away. And in my head, I was like, wait a minute. He robbed you with a can of mace? My dude, we're carrying mace. You know, we would have had an old-fashioned showdown. Uh, showdown on Broadway. Rob me with a can of mace, you motherfucker. Fucking rob me like a like a real criminal. Please show me a piece. All right. Show me a piece or a fucking crocodile Dundee knife, a fucking buoy. Then I'm like, all right, here, here, take it. But you show me a can of mace, dude. I'm going to get a, one, I'm going to get a, a face full of mace just for the story. Right? And then I'm, a, I'm we're going to have a super soaker mace fight right there in the streets. And guess what? You I got a bear. Do you have a bear one? No, it's a, I should get a bear. <laughs> I should walk around with a bandolero and shit full yeah. of 
cans of mace. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, come on, right? But I mean, you know what you want to talk about, right? <laughs> like that big ass one with a fucking. Should get one. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm just wow, fucking, just crop dust everything. Just go bananas. We're all choking here. And just yeah. went all around. I was like, dude, you gotta rob with the can, man. Fuck all that. I'm like, I'll do you one better. I got a can of mace and I carry a knife with me. Yeah, you might mace me in the face, but I'm gonna fucking cut you at least. You know, we're gonna go. And I was like, come on, man. I'd probably fire you if you did that, though. Let's be real about that. Well. They had a whole conversation. Uh, they had, uh, they were like, postmaster came and they were like, you know, I'm so sorry this is happening to you guys. You know, it really bothers me all this stuff. And they were like, hey, you gotta use your your your, you know, you just pay attention, use your common knowledge or I mean, common sense. Don't take mail from nobody no more. So if you see a mail carrier, you come up to him, and you're like, hey, here's take my letter, and they're like. They just jump in their vehicle and yeah, peel out. You know, it's because of that reason. Because we can't trust nobody. Because they caught four people already. Of one, no, no, no. Uh, who are stealing? Oh, okay. Right. They used a uh, 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 fake key. I don't know. Uh-huh. They're stealing mail. They got caught. One almost fifty-seven years old. A lady. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, and well, the reason why they're doing that is because they want to get your information and use it as fraud. Yeah. Credit cards and whatnot and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, shit, man. We're just. But what's crazy to me is like, what type of information do these people still think you're getting from a mail? Is All they need is your address and your name. Fake some bullshit social security. They send it in for one of these cards or open up a uh, something, you know what I mean? And and then just start making transaction before they get pinched. They already probably bought like maybe five hundred dollars worth of stuff. But if you do it over and over again with different names, you have like thousands of dollars there, depending if the credit card catches you. But yeah. the credit card is not going to catch you for months. Right, they're like, yeah, sure, keep charging until that person finally goes to the mailbox and says, "What the fuck is this bill?" Yeah, yeah, I ordered. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that that's that's to me that's a that's a mystery to me. I don't understand how any of that type of fraud works, you know. And it might be my ignorance. I I I don't understand it. Yeah, I'm telling you. And what they do is like, um, when they 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 do these fraud things because I've gotten like a bunch of letters to. Because they do these, 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 uh, these scams, some of them are like, they're not very like elaborate and they get, they always get pinched because they always mail all the cards to one, um, house. Uh-huh. So I will get a tray full of letters that go, they have hella names on there. And I know not that many people live in this house, but you got, you got People with Indian names, Puerto Rican names, you know, some Irish names in there. You got a bunch of people's names in there, and you know it's a different family in there. You know, there there might be Latin folks up in there. And you're like, wait a minute, not all these people live here. You got, you know, you got Muhammad here, then you got Sulin and all these stuff, all these names and shit going to one house. So we would have to like flag that. Yeah. Attention shit. So and then, you know, they're just Imagine just you're you're putting in all these credit cards and signing up for them. By the time you get them, 
it'll already be time for the holidays. Yeah. Start boom, boom, maxing each one of them out. Or you go to a casino, you you take out that money out of the credit card. There you go. You wash that money right there. Yeah, I don't know, man. It may, doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't make any sense to me. That that shit's above me. I don't get it. Um. So yeah. So postmans are getting smash and grab for a key. So that's what they're wanting. They're wanting the keys. Yeah, they're not taking your money. Yeah. Jewelry. You're just coming up and give me the keys. Because probably if, even if they did get arrested for that, they probably only get. Well, Robin, aren't wouldn't it be robbing you guys is robbing a a federal employee yeah for sure so it's like misdemeanor oh it's five years what if you rob a federal employee it's five years wow and if i said so already you you have like if they grab my shirt that's already assault they showed me uh a can of mace i don't know probably assault with a weapon sure battery or some shit you know me i'll be like my neck <laughs> you know but i was like yeah fuck all that dude no nah, but uh, i was like oh shit so they now they have us now we have to be because it's obviously people from close by of course yeah you no know? and um they they probably you know it's a group of kids Kids love doing that kind of shit. Yeah, dude. Fucking amateurs. Anyway, so um, let's get into this beat exchange, man. Oh, dude, hold on. What? When I was on vacation, dude, fuck. So, you know, I'm, I've been painting the cabinets and whatnot and shit. Uh, home improvement. Yeah, just doing all that. And then, you know, that's why I, I, you know, that's why I was home just to do that shit and then um the other last thursday my dog goes outside which one uh the the blue healer lulu the female one not the frenchie she goes outside the frenchie passes out around nine he's like fuck it i'm done i'm gonna sleep (laughs) he's just snoring in the living room and shit but the dog goes outside right and i hear my son just like oh hey lulu hey lulu starts screaming and I'm like, fuck, I run out there. She gets shot. She gets she gets maced in the face by a skunk. Ah. Right? So, and then Emiliano, my oldest one, he's like, oh, there was a skunk outside. And then she's, she looks like, she looks sad. She comes in. And the minute she comes inside the house, oh. I grab it by her collar. I was like, what happened? Did she get, did she, right when I was going to say, did she get skunked? That shit just hits you, dude. And I'm holding her collar. My hand is like fucking. It stinks so bad. Now, use everyone has smelled a skunk. Yeah. You're smelling a dead skunk yeah. or the smell of a skunk that got some it sprayed a cat and it's miles away. Yeah. Now this shit is fresh skunk piss. Snack, uh, uh yeah. Straight oh, from the glance of this thing's asshole, and that shit is a different fucking smell. I've never smelled anything like that. That shit burns, and the dog just walked in, just maybe a couple of feet into the kitchen. Yeah. 
stunk up the whole fucking house, dude. Oh shit! Well, we're out there. This happened around eleven o'clock at night. We're oh, out there, my God. two o'clock in the morning, bathing this dog, bathing this dog. Just, and I'm like, dude, I had to stick my hand in bleach, a whole thing of bleach, because that smell would not go away. I couldn't smell right for like a good four days. I'm like, I don't know. I, it smells like skunk to me here. He's like, it just stinks. Wow. Bad, dude. If you have dogs and you have skunks in your area, for sure buy skunk shampoo and just have it on deck. We were all, I was, the big mistake I made was wash her down with water. Yeah. Right? I just started washing her down with water. My wife was like, just wash her down with water. Hurry up. And she was foaming at the mouth and shit because got her right in the face. Yeah. Right, and then I'm washing her down. They're freaking out, and I'm like, "Just look, there's a, they're like tomato juice." I was like, "I heard that shit doesn't work. Do we have tomato juice?" Yeah. Come on. And I was like, "Fuck has clamato in their house?" I was like, "Shit." I mean, I I guess if you're gonna make some micheladas, but I hate them shits. I don't even like them. Dude, I'm it, not a fan of them either. Why do people like them so much? I like them. I'm like, oh, this is nasty, dude. It's like uh, tomato, anything, alcohol and tomato. Nah, I'm good. You know, it's funny though. Bloody Mary, I'm okay with. I don't think I've ever had one. It's okay. okay. It's something about the spice. Mm, okay. It's not like spice in the vodka. Uh-huh. Read something to for, uh, dishwashing soap with peroxide and baking soda, right? That helped. Okay. But we were out there to two o'clock in the morning just. Just spraying her down, dude. And she was just crying. Uh. No, it was just, I, actually, it was like, what the fuck just happened? Because I think it was high. Because, you know, they have a good sense of smell. That shit probably fucked with their brain. She was high to the gills because she was just like, just, just sitting there like, what the fuck happened? Like, stoned. Wow. Just stunk up. I was like, man. And then, of course... The little friend she wakes up and he's trying to see the what's the commotion, and uh, we're trying to not to get him close to, yeah, the dog because or else he's gonna smell like he already stinks. And he's gonna stink even more and shit. So I had to grab him and I had to we I had to sleep uh, in my kid's room, and uh, it just stunk so bad. I was like, it just smells, oh. and I had to keep him inside that that uh that room and he just wanted to go out it was, he but she stunk for like a good four days and after that oh the next morning my wife went to go get the shampoo and just washed her and i was like okay and that helped a lot but then it was like if you got like maybe like maybe a couple inches from her you could still smell it and right now it's still faint but the house doesn't stink no more dude i was burning sage oh my Trying to get some Palo Santo, trying to get rid of these malos and spiritus and shit. I was just spraying everything, fucking. It smelled like sage, skunk, Febreze. That sounds like such fucking horrible shitty event, dude. I was like, dude, never. Oh. Was, now the kids go outside before they let the dog out. They have one of those Orbi guns. You ever seen those Orbi guns? They're like guns that shoot little uh, gel pellets. Okay. They're water soluble, right? 
they he's those shit hurts right so they just go outside and they just start spraying the bushes it's all here this shit like around 12 o'clock at night i'm falling asleep and all of a sudden here i'm like what the fuck are these kids doing and they're just making sure they're just shooting anything that's in the bush that is a skunk or a cat and shit because then you know it's just a it'll fuck up your day dude telling you oh you'll fuck up your week uh, I can't. I got no words for that shit. That is a horrible ass story. No joke. I sometimes smell my hand just to see if it still smells like it, because it stays in your in your in your fucking memory factory. All right. So this last week, this is the beat exchange. Beat exchange. This is the part of the episode where we do a sample challenge. This past week, Sliceberg Slim gave us two challenges, one uh, for Charlie, one for myself. And what the point of this uh, challenge is to take the sample, flip the sample, using only drums, but you can manipulate the beat any which way. So this first one is uh, Herb, Herb Alpert Rise. If you get some free time, y'all, go off and uh, give this uh, music video a watch. They're having a ball. Yeah, I didn't know he was, it's Herb Albert, right? Herb, yeah. Uh, this dude, um, he started uh, the brass band, the tequila, the uh, Tijuana brass yeah, band. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that he, I don't know, Is he? did he compose that? What did he do? He used to um dub all his horns yeah he, he was like do 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 that one yeah. and when he went on tour he had to hire some musicians oh. so he was dubbing everything and he got turned on to that because when he went to tijuana he heard a mariachi band and he was like this shit is dope okay then he started like uh you know um he started just kind of trying to mimic them and did all this kind of like you know mixed with jazz. He did a whole brass thing and shit. I didn't and he, know. So so the, the recordings is all him playing yeah, all the parts. Well, we started out yeah. dubbing everything himself, right? But then, because he also started a label, you know, and out of his garage and shit. And when he um started touring, he had to hire musicians. And of course, when he recorded, he hired musicians to record. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, makes sense. Him though, pretty much. You know, I thought it was a whole band. 
This is Charlie's entry. Yeah, I did the, uh, yeah. That's tight. There you go. Okay. Hello? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Iceberg, he also flipped that song, too. Yeah. Uh, I see. You, did you, yeah, Sliceberg, did you do the same one? It looks yeah. Like there's two? There's two? Okay, okay. The one that says Sliceberg, I think I copied them twice. Okay. I was having problems with my Dropbox. Okay. I think I just copied it twice. fucking phenomenal yep. i like the way the way both the both of y'all kept the groove you know that yeah doom, 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 doom. you know what i mean that that shit was so hard dude that that's what i love about that song the most yeah, you know crazy. just just that bass and that you know it's not necessarily disco no but it is kind of like you know um like a disco cha-cha type of thing, you know, something you could do a, a 
uh, traditional dance to with somebody. You know what I mean? Right. And a lot of people use that bass. I think um, uh, who did uh, Bill Withers? That just oh, did it? I think it sounds like kind of okay. Like, that, that same uh, walking. Mm. Okay, I get what you're saying. It's like a yeah, you know, I kind of think it is like a disco shuffle then. Yeah, right? It's like yeah. A... yeah, it's like a disco shuffle. I I could feel that because it is like a like a low slow tempo, you know. And all right, so he also challenged me with you know, one of these classic, you know, I guess you could call this like a classic gangster rap. He suggested these because they were popular. Yeah, I'm I'm down for them. They already sampled these. Yep. Let's get to it. Based on, you know what I just realized? They used the cowbell, they layered it with the snare. Oh, I, I, wonder if, I, I wonder if he played that. Yeah, it must be fun. Just bink. yeah, like the, the thing is, like, if you don't know these two songs, do yourself a favor and go listen to them in some headphones or in your car when you're going to work and turn it up, and you're gonna hear some fucking musicianship. Who sampled this, by the way, Marvin? Um, I think Scarface did. I know the other one is... Maybe uh, Paris? Did Paris? I don't know. Anyways, yeah, it, it was it was perfect from the mid-90s, though. Early early 90s. Early 90s people sampled yeah. it a lot. Albert, um, that was a biggie sample. Yeah, that was a biggie sample. Yup, yup. And this is what I, this is what I did with that song. Here it is. Here we go. Everybody thinks we're 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 
Yeah, I just just took chops and pieces of. Man, that was some nine three boom bap, dude. I like those drums, dude. They're ill. Yeah, the the drums is what made it right. Uh, but the um, I was just trying to because that song is so recognizable. Yeah, you it sounds like you did it on an MPC. Uh, I did do a bit. I did do bit crushing on it. Um and I use on 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 the machine. On the machine, it does have uh. Um, how do you call it? Hey man, did I give you Simon and Garfunkel before? No. Excellent. That's what we're gonna do today. <laughs> oh, fuck this, my old friend. Uh, no, not that one actually. They have one song that was so short, but it was so tight. That's probably the sound of silence, no? No. That song, because I, I, I think they had like two versions of that song. One that was originally short, and then when they expanded it. Is this? All right, sorry about that. I had to just adjust the level. Uh-huh. No, it's, um. Oh, what's it called, dude? It was a great. I used to listen to it. I was like, dude, that shit is so tight. Why is it so fucking short? This is from a Simon and Garfunkel album called Parsley, Sage, Rosemary, and Thyme. That, this is from the album. But this, this song is called Scarborough Fair. <laughs> it's right oh. down your alley. so fucked man dude it's funny because i've been watching witcher on Netflix. Uh, what is that about apparently it's like a book and i was curious about it too right so it's about this guy who's like in, in this kind of like middle earth type of world okay right? just he gets hired to kill monsters and shit but a there's other thing that are going on in the background that you're like, what the fuck is happening? There's a story there, like past stories where elves were killing men and shit like that. And but this guy goes kill the 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 animation and shit that they use for the monsters is pretty dope. It's pretty dope, and um, the stories are not bad. This guy is just pretty much like a Ronin for hire. Okay. But then people, he has like these powers, and people are. Are kind of scared of him and they you know he's like a gorgeous man <laughs> you know and he has this this guy following him making songs about him and shit you know and 
You know, and they go. He goes to the well, town. I know, I know you're hella down with uh, Renaissance fairs and shit. So what oh, it reminds me of, yeah, for sure. Uh, I heard this song before. Yeah, yeah, it was Scarborough Fair. I like it. They have many versions of it, um, but this is the one. I, that that song was the one I'm more familiar with. I just sent you. I sent you one. Did you get it? Yeah, Lonnie Hall. Okay, now she. This is love song, correct? Okay. She is married to Herb Albert. Oh, okay. She's been in a lot of like play with Chikoria, Sergio Mendez. She's a singer. Okay. When I was, when I was doing the research about the the dude over Albert, and and I came across her, okay. and they're still married to this day, and you know they. Oh shit! Okay. Go too. Oh shit. Oh my God! The words I have to say may well be simple, but they're true. Until you give your love, there's nothing more that we can do. Never heard of her before. I was like, "Oh, who's this? Let me go listen to her." And I was like, "Yo, it's all oh shit!" Hey, if you guys are gonna get on one this week, you could do Scarborough's Fair. Fuck you! (laughs) (laughs) I've been hooking you up for like three months, man. So so, let's just be real. Waiting for the axe. I was like, "Where is it coming, dude?" Because I'm waiting for these. It's been a couple of episodes where I'm like, all right, this is good. This is good. Yeah, no, no, no. But this, I was like, oh, shit, he did me a solid right here. But like I said, like, okay, so like that inner city blues, right? Like, like I could have, you know, went the normal sample route and did this and this and that and just, you know, that. there's other rhythms in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So everything that was in there, the baseline, that keyboard, that that's all in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just took took the couple of pieces. I'm like, okay, it doesn't make sense on its own. But if I add these drums, mm-hmm. it'll sound more cohesive. Yeah, like I was saying, it reminded me like if you made it on an NPC because the bass. Yeah. The- well that is so so I took I took was one of the bass frequencies. And then I just uh, chopped it, put a filter on it, and then I just played it. You know, it reminds me of like remember who was that uh, high uh, high tech? Oh, that 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 beat tape thing, right? That's how he made it on the. On that was the- actually a good. That was that was a solid beat tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell like oh, he made it on MPC because of the the 
the way he's playing the bass. Yeah, no, supposedly, I don't know, I mean, according to the book, they're saying that he's, you know, uh, Dilla, like he took a lot of Dilla, Dilla technique. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, to the point where I don't know if he was giving Dilla credit for taking the technique. So you got these two songs right here available. Uh, all you have to do sample them, pick one, pick both, whatever. Sample them using your weapon of choice, using drums only. As you heard in example prior, I took a bass frequency from the beat, it's from the sample itself, and I use that. You know, don't make it too complicated, you know what I mean. Um, and you just find a be a base pattern with that, and it all works out. It, it works out most of the time. You could find everything you need out of one sample, right? You know, yeah. but well, it's out there too, man. I mean, because I've gotten heads that vol that they they volunteer, and then they back out and they tell me, "Yo, what I made was whack." I want to hear that. Yes, I want to hear that. It's okay. It's it, it, it's if it sucks, that's perfect. And then call the number and then say why it sucked for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we'll play it and we'll hear how much it sucked. Yeah, no, that that's a great fucking idea what you're saying right there. Because if you know, not every beat is gonna be a fucking home run. Dude, yeah. how many how many times does some come over here and only make like one one like a loop damn near you know and, and it's not dope it's not anything but i had to make something out of this fucking scenario and yeah and we have to yeah so yeah you know? so it's like yo just join us absolutely yeah no, yeah i mean uh there's been times where i make sucky beats and then hugo likes them yeah <laughs> well hugo has a ear like that that, all right, go ahead. You know, rap. Yeah, you go as a year. Like, there's like two or three songs on that trial and error that if it was up to me, we would not have used. But shout out to him, man. He just got back from. Oh my um, god, that video is about to premiere. Yeah, and he he did a song with uh, Logic. Yeah. That, still the cat's name. Uh, and Blueprint did the uh from the fucking one of the dopest podcasts out there the super duty tough work he hugo is supposed to be on like he'll he'll come on next week that's something that we could look forward to not next week necessarily but next episode and you know he's going to tell us about his adventures going to ohio and yeah. and meeting up with fucking blueprint and illogic you know, by himself too yeah savagery man he I haven't he, done anything like that ever he's so hip hop He's so hip hop, dude. He's so hip hop. He must like cannabis. He's so hip hop that on his driver's license it says "resuscitate to save hip hop." Yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, not an organ donor. Yeah, not an organ donor. Keep them inside. It says keep the map alive. Yeah. Oh my god, dude. Anyway, so yeah, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, we have a lot of music out there that's available right now. Uh, Charlie, like I said, we said earlier, Charlie Chingus has his beat, new beat tape uh, out there, uh, Planet Vilcus, and that's available through his uh, Bandcamp. So head over to Bandcamp, go to Charlie Chingus, and it should be there. Is it on Spotify yet? It is, right? It's actually, it actually sounds better on Bandcamp. I told you that. 
didn't right. I tell you this? I told you that. It sounds better on Bandcamp than yeah. it Yeah. It's you a know? trip. It's a fucking trip. It's a thing. It's a thing. On Bandcamp. On yeah. Spotify, something to it. I don't know. Yeah. No, it, it's it's definitely uh it's definitely a scenario that I've noticed there. But I think it's a scenario of um it's it's a it's a result of um things not being mixed as well as they can. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's what I think what happened with the trial and error and why it sounds so different between Bandcamp and the Spotify. I want to say it's because what I was doing sounded well, but once it was converted to or brought down in level or what it was, it just completely took away some of the punch and it rose up a couple of different frequencies that shined more on Spotify that could be taken as harsh. So I think as I think as we improve that that um that that gap between the two streaming services will will lessen. Yeah, I think I'm gonna buy that meter reader. You know that free one? You know how they let yeah. you just read, but then you if you buy it, it tells you I think it tells you what frequency Spotify likes it in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. But I think I saw something like that. No, but- it's uh the loudness meter. Yeah, loudness meter. Yeah, they have a they have the free one. I don't think that's necessarily it. I actually think that it, it has to deal with mainly just our uh, the EQing that we're doing. Because the fact that I that I noticed it and now you're noticing it, I'm like, yeah, man. It's like it has to be something that we're doing. Because no other song, no other albums, are trip out like that. Mm-hmm. So I just think that as we improve, it will improve. That's that's my that's my true belief. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, so head over to uh, there to Charlie Chingis's uh, Bandcamp, and you're gonna get that there, and it is available on Spotify. And let us know if you notice a difference. I know I noticed a difference with Child and Error. I noticed that on Bandcamp it sounded a lot better. Yeah. You know, so uh, head over to to, to Bandcamp to, and and listen to Trial and Error by Hugo Monster. Um, there, as you're there, listen to uh, you offer more dead. Uh, that's with uh, uh, Chill to God and myself. I think I still have cassette tapes. I have to send three cassette tapes. I got to remind myself to fucking do that this week. I forget. Because, uh, you know, product doesn't move as fast as often. So, like, when I sell something, I totally fucking forget that I have to mail it out. Um, How exciting is that when you get that that, that beep, that ding? Ching. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, someone just bought one through five volume from the beat exchange. Yeah. Um, it is great. It's, it's definitely. Oh, you know, you know what? There was a, a song I did with this producer. I don't even know how he pronounces his name. Like Kent, Kent, Kent Tarako, Kent, Kent something majiggy. I don't know. And I did this song like over a year ago. Uh-huh. And that song alone this past week has gotten like 100, 200 plays just this week alone. And I'm like, that shit's passed up everything that I've done all fucking year. Isn't that crazy? And I'm like, I don't, yeah, uh-huh. I didn't do anything. I haven't promoted it, which is probably my bad. But um, uh, the, the post that I 
my recent post where I had that AI animation where it makes me into a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way I was talking about it on the podcast. I was like, oh yeah, yeah this with the with this actual beat exchange, this recent one we just played. Yeah. Played it got played over five hundred times. Oh, I was like, whoa. Cause and cause it let you know, right? It let you know. Oh, this got played five hundred times, cause it's surprised too. <laughs> you know, <'cause laughs> it's like, oh shit. So yeah, man, we we got tunage out there. We got shit to do. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to join in, man, that'd be great if you join in with us and get on this beat exchange, so we could go ahead and do that. Everybody out there that's making beats, keep doing your thing. Uh, do it for you. If you rapping out there, definitely do it for you, cause Lord knows ain't nobody asking for your bars. Um, but yeah, man, just keep doing the music, man. Keep it, keep, keep, keep it going. You know, just do the best that you could do. In the you want to call? Oh yeah, yeah. Give them the phone number. Four one five five zero four twenty eight fifty four. Four one five five zero four twenty eight fifty four. Like I said, yo, tell us whatever. Yeah. Um, Leave a message. Submit a beat. You want to try it out? Make the beat. Send it in, man. Send it in. You want to ask us where, hey, where do I send the beat in? Go to thebeatexchangepodcast.com and you'll be able to figure out all that information. You'll get all our fucking links from there. Or follow us on on Instagram. Um, You know, DM us there and I'll, I'll, I'll answer. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, you know, and then also, you know, rate it because that helps us out in the algorithm yeah, that's we're trying to beat the algorithm yeah dude i don't even know when that was what's the last time we were rated oh shit no i don't know people need to rate it if you listen to it rate it holy no. shit rate are we, it are we even rated i don't think oh. we're even rated oh we got 10 ratings oh that's cool yeah we need more than that <laughs> We millions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 10 is better than none. That's true. Yeah, oh man, that's tight. Okay. Anyways, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and remember, you'll eat your prizes. <laughs>